welcome everyone to Understanding the I Am That Is You podcast. Yay! Hey everybody, it's your girl Wynn Ruffin, and I pray all is well with everyone, and your hearts and minds are full of love, joy, and compassion for all your brothers and sisters in spirit. And may those higher qualities overpower any negative circumstances that may exist in our world and overflow so much so that mankind's collective glow of light and love saturates all the earth. Let us keep the higher momentum going past the holidays and into the coming new year. Why? Because it is the power of love and light of the living God within us that has kept us. Understand believe that that power of love and light within us is the power to transform all those negative circumstances in the world into positives, benefiting all mankind and Mother Earth whenever we sincerely share it with others, radiating the love and light of our mighty I Am Presence throughout all the atmosphere. And believing in that power, y'all, matters. Amen. Give thanks and praises for love and light. Y'all be loved. Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood. And have you completely forgotten this word of encouragement that addresses you as a father addresses his son? It says, My son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline, and do not lose heart when he rebukes you, because the Lord disciplines the one he loves, and he chastens everyone he accepts as his son. Endure hardship as discipline, God is treating you as his children. For what children are not disciplined by their father? If you are not disciplined, and everyone undergoes discipline, then you are not legitimate, not true sons and daughters at all. Moreover, We have all had human fathers who disciplined us and we respected them for it. How much more should we submit to the Father of Spirits and live? They disciplined us for a little while as they thought best, but God disciplines us for our good, in order that we may share in His holiness. No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. Therefore, strengthen your feeble arms and weak knees. Make level paths for your feet, so that the lame may not be disabled, but rather healed. Make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy, without holiness no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one falls short of the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. See that no one is sexually immoral or is godless like Esau, who for a single meal sold his inheritance rights as the oldest son. Afterward, as you know, when he wanted to inherit this blessing, He was rejected. Even though he sought the blessing with tears, he could not change what he had done. You have not come to a mountain that can be touched and that is burning with fire, to darkness, gloom and storm, to a trumpet blast or to such a voice speaking words that those who heard it begged that no further word be spoken to them, 
because they could not bear what was commanded, if even an animal touches the mountain, it must be stoned to death. The sight was so terrifying that Moses said, I'm trembling with fear. But you have come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem. You have come to thousands upon thousands of angels in joyful assembly, to the church of the firstborn, whose names are written in heaven. You have come to God, the judge of all, to the spirits of the righteous made perfect, to Jesus the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. See to it that you do not refuse him who speaks. If they did not escape when they refused him who warned them on earth, how much less will we, if we turn away from him who warns us from heaven? At that time his voice shook the earth, but now he has promised, once more I will shake not only the earth but also the heavens. The words once more indicate the removing of what can be shaken, that is, created things, so that what cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful, and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. Hebrews 12 Isis Unveiled, Chapter 14 Far be from us the ridiculous pretension of criticizing a scientist so worthy of admiration for his learning as Max Muller. But we cannot help saying that even among the fantastic nonsense of the Arabian Nights entertainments, anything would be worthy of attention, if it should help toward the evolving of some historical truth. Homer's Odyssey surpasses in fantastic nonsense all the tales of the Arabian Nights combined, and notwithstanding that, many of his myths are now proved to be something else besides the creation of the old poet's fancy. The Lestrigonians, who devoured the companions of Ulysses, are traced to the huge cannibal race, set in primitive days to inhabit the caves of Norway. Geology verified through her discoveries some of the assertions of Homer, supposed for so many ages to have been but poetical hallucinations. The perpetual daylight enjoyed by this race of Lestrigonians indicates that they were inhabitants of the North Cape, where, during the whole summer, there is perpetual daylight. The Norwegian fjords are perfectly described by Homer in his Odyssey, X, 110, and the gigantic stature of the Lestrigonians is demonstrated by human bones of unusual size found in caves situated near this region, and which the geologists, supposed to have belonged to a race extinct long before the Aryan immigration. Charybdis, as we have seen, has been recognized in the maelstrom, and the wandering rocks in the enormous icebergs of the Arctic seas. H.P. Blavatsky If the consecutive attempts at the creation of man described in the Quiche Cosmogony suggests no comparison with Apocrypha, with the Jewish sacred books, and the Kabbalistic theories of creation, it is indeed strange. Even the Book of Jasher, condemned as a gross forgery of the 12th century, may furnish more than one clue to trace a relation between the population of Yor of the Costines, where magism flourished before the days of Abraham, and those of Central and North America. The divine beings, brought down to level of human nature, performed no feats or tricks more strange or incredible than the miraculous performances of Moses and Pharaoh's magicians, while many of these are exactly similar in their nature. And when, moreover, in addition to this latter fact, we find so great a resemblance between certain Kabbalistic terms common to both hemispheres, there must be something else than mere accident to account for the circumstance. Many of such feats have clearly a common parentage. The story of the two brothers of Central America, who, 
Before starting on their journey to Shababa, plant each a cane in the middle of their grandmother's house, that she may know by its flourishing or withering whether they are alive or dead, finds its analogy in the beliefs of many other countries. In the popular tales and traditions, by Sakharov, Russia, one can find a similar narrative, and trace thus belief in various other legends. And yet these fairy tales were current in Russia many centuries before America was discovered. H. P. Blavatsky The I Am Discourses, Volume 14 As long as limitation remains, and discord and impurity in the outer world, this call needs to go forth constantly as the solution of every problem, as the correction of all mistakes, and as the removal from the nation of the filth that seeks to destroy and desecrate it. And those conditions can only be removed by the sacred fire's indestructible purity, and your violet-consuming flame is that. But the sevenfold flame of the seven mighty Elohim can govern the qualities and the activities and the powers of your intellect, including your memory. It can govern all the energy in your feeling world and cut you free from the torture that human creation has imposed upon you as destructive habits, past or present, or the acceptance of outer-world limitation. So, when you don't want to accept any limitation of the outer world, fill yourselves with your beloved I am presence, and the ascended host's great central sun's sacred fire loves indestructible purity, with a conscious command that it repels and consumes everything that is not that loves indestructible purity, and wherever you go, you will live, move, and have your beings in all the perfection God's heart can give, and that is sacred fire love without limit for eternity. Please don't waste your time or keep your attention on destructive conditions mankind has generated, past or present. But instead, when they come to your attention, flash the fiery Christ blue lightning indestructible purity, and ask your mighty I am presence to establish it, or an ascended being, and you will find you can clear the atmosphere wherever you go. Now this has a very powerful effect, is the reason I am bringing it to your attention tonight for the consuming of hate in the atmosphere about you or hate that has gotten into the emotional body from discord past or present, because hate must be consumed, and it can only be consumed by sacred fire purity. No matter where it is or who generates it or how long it has been in existence, or its destructive etheric records, there is only one thing that will take it out of the universe, and that's indestructible purity. Beloved Elohim of Purity, As the sacred fire love of that indestructible purity passes through, it can consume in a flash hate that mankind has generated, perhaps for centuries. This is necessary to hold certain balance in the structure of the earth. It is necessary to shut off war. It is necessary to prevent epidemics and disease, and it is necessary to produce harmony and success in outer world business channels that are constructive. And there isn't any human being on earth who will make that call who won't be answered, because the greater life in the universe and the greatest life in the great central sun that has poured to this system of worlds throughout the ages, has said from the very beginning, call unto me, and I will answer thee. We can't say no if unascended beings will make the call. And people don't need to stay in their chains if they will ask for sacred fire love's indestructible purity to dissolve and consume everything that has caused distress to life. So, if you will stand with us, we will try and help to keep you reminded as often as possible, if you will use this in outer world conditions that come to your attention in the physical world, that we want to remove from your nation before they become any greater, 
or the destruction is allowed to destroy any more of the blessings God has given you here. This nation must be purified. Mankind has no remedy for the discord and the destruction that has been generated. Mankind cannot stop destruction by more destruction, and just talking about it doesn't consume it. But I'll guarantee you, that when you call to your mighty I am presence and the ascended host and the great beings in the great central sun for the sacred fire loves indestructible purity, we can call it forth into all creation, and it will be the master control of everything in the physical world, and it's the only freedom there is. That's the reason beloved Saint Germain gave you the violet consuming flame, because it is part of the great central sun's indestructible purity. Mankind's impurity cannot come into the violet consuming flame. Beloved Elohim of Purity, 